The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Fear and confusion pertains around Gaza after the Israeli army told more than one million trapped Palestinians living in the north of the besieged enclave to move south within 24 hours. This is ahead of an expected ground offensive. Duncan Bullivant is special advisor to the head of the Bosnia Peacekeeping Mission, part of the UK mission to Kosovo. He was that in 1999. He's now CEO of the Henderson Group, an international risk management advisory. Good morning, Duncan. Good morning. Uh, Duncan, I was listening to Pat yesterday and he was making the point that one of the huge challenges in this is how do you wage war on an organisation that is embedded within a civilian population without having egregious impacts on that civilian population, which I assume this is the first indications of? Yes, and Israel, I think, is well aware that the, you know, the the the, war, the main war at the moment is the war of propaganda, and you know, having been witness to several situations over the years where terrorist groups, um, armed combatants, embed themselves within the civilian population, it is an intractable problem to deal with. In this case. Of course, Israel has two issues to contend with. One is it has to act. Um, that Israel has, has to react in a way that, that, that demonstrates that the state is still capable of protecting its own people. But it also has to act in a way that is going to be commensurate with acceptable international norms during these circumstances. Up until now, see, from time to time, Israel has been accused of, of terrible uh, violations of human rights w- within within Gaza. Now the world of the, the eyes of the world are upon Israel at this stage. So any attempt to circumvent the rules the rules governing armed conflict or human rights will be picked up on instantly. And I think you're already starting to see a lot of very negative commentary coming out of various UN agencies. So so Israel has got to tread very, very carefully at this point. So is it your view then that the warning is given so that the international community can be told, look, we gave a warning? Or do the Israelis actually believe that they will see a mass movement of civilians in Gaza? I think it's a bit of both. I think the Israelis are following a process. They're demonstrating that they gave a, a clear warning. If the warning isn't heeded, one could argue that so be it, on your own, on your own head be it. But of course, on the ground, the situation is far from straightforward. Hamas is an organisation that would revel in the loss of innocent Palestinian lives because it would add to the cause, and that, and that's the tragedy here is that there are plenty of there are plenty of people amongst that sort of estimated 1.1 to 1.5 million people living in Gaza City, and what we're talking about here is effectively the evacuation of Gaza City further south in, into some pretty sparse and pretty inhospitable uh, countryside le- bordering onto desert, um, is that for, for an organization such as Hamas, who have shown themselves in the last week or so to be without scruples and without morals, is that they are very happy to see innocent um, Palestinians suffer because it looks great on, on the next social media feed. And, and that's, that's the level that we're at here. And Israel, Israel knows this. They've been dealing with the situation for many, many years and have failed in, 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 under some circumstances and have succeeded in others. But, you know, you've seen up until now several cases of, you know, uh, Israeli aircraft bombing buildings 
artillery being used on, on, on certain buildings. And yes, there will have been civilian casualties, but I, I think it's also fair to note that Israel's, the targets that Israel is going after at the moment are in their, in their, in their eyes, legitimate targets. All the Hamas arms dumps and arms caches are in built up areas by design. It's a very tightly packed part of, of, of the world. We, we're not obviously, we're not privy to where hostages may be held, but the hostages will be held in areas where, again, there, are, there is a, a fairly dense Palestinian population. So any rescue attempt will be hampered twofold. One is that, you know, actually people will see and hear any attempt to rescue those hostages beforehand. And secondly, if there, if there is a use of, of, of you know, munitions and, and aerial bombardment prior to or after a hostage uh, rescue mission, it will inflict civilian casualties. So I think one of the, if, if there's an advantage to the current situation, and it is, let's face it, it's a, it's a dire situation. It is that at this point, Israel has got the eyes of the world upon her. And that, you know, by, by having US, UK and other nations taking part in also humanitarian support, not just supporting Israel militarily, Everybody's going to be listening and watching what happens in Gaza over the coming days, weeks and months. So widespread abuses of human rights and widespread abuse of military power will be noticed and will be commented upon. And I'm quite sure that some of the conditionality that's been laid on the Israelis by the US administration and others will be that they have got to show as much restraint as possible. And let's not forget, at this point, the Israeli army has not moved into Gaza. At this, at this, at this point, it's all positioning and, it, and it's all preparation for when that does eventually happen. And Duncan, you described Hamas being happy to have civilians remain in situ, both in terms of giving some form of shield and also acting as a, a propaganda victory if they are subsequently injured or killed in, in Israeli action. If the civilians don't follow that advice that Hamas is giving to remain in place and if they do try to move... What's the practical likelihood of them being able to do it? Because we're hearing about fuel problems, we're hearing about roads being destroyed. Can 1.1 to 1.6 million people actually move out of the area if they choose to? Very slowly and probably on foot. And I think we've seen enough, we've, we've seen quite a lot of significant coverage of, of civilians already moving out of um, the city. Uh, you know, the situation for the people on the ground, you know, if, if there is, let, let's just say there are neutral elements within the Palestinian community. I mean, there are very, there are no Palestinians living in Gaza who love Israel. Let's, let's be realistic. But there are plenty of Palestinians living in Gaza who just want to get on with their lives and, and, and are concerned about the security and safety of their children and just want to earn a living. They are now stuck between one of the most sophisticated and capable militaries in the world, Israel, and one of the, one of the more ruthless and brutal uh, armed groups, as some would say terrorists in the world, Hamas. And Hamas may well use uh, tactics, terror tactics against the local population to keep them in situ. I cannot see a situation where Hamas will aid civilians to leave the uh, the combat zone, because it suits them to have them in, in situ. It complicates the situation, and it means that Israel is damned if it does and damned if it doesn't. So I think that, yet again, we, we see you know, a million-plus people who are going to be victims in, in, in this situation. And, of course, 
it, it's going to play very badly against Israel in in in, in foreign media uh, for for many weeks to come. But that's uh, that's a balance. That's a risk that, that Israel has got to balance against securing its 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 own state and delivering some form of security and confidence to its own population, which at the moment is severely rocked. And as you say, Israel has been doing a lot to try to push back, um, particularly in the in the propaganda war. Some of the images shared on the At Israel um, Twitter feed have been horrendous, some of the atrocities that the pictures are alleged, because again, one of the difficulties with social media is the capacity to, to establish veracity of any of it. When the, when the Israeli military does then begin to move into the territory, what will that move look like, Duncan? First of all, I think it, 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 we need to understand what's going on right now. And whilst there's a lot of posturing and a lot of noise and a lot of media content and imagery and a lot of big, bold statements about asking people to move out of Gaza, and there's a lot of noise being created with the build-up of, of military force. Right now, what's happening on the ground in, 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 in Gaza is the intelligence preparation for that invasion. Because the last thing the Israelis want to do is to invade Gaza. Trust me, you know, this is going to cost lives, Israeli lives. It's going to cost a lot of money and it's going to and it's going to have a long term impact on, on Israel. This isn't a quick operation right now. The intelligence gathering that the Israelis will be will be um, undertaking will be trying to locate the hostages. That's, that'll be their primary objective is to save Israeli lives. They'll be trying to work out where they're being held. And if possible, they'll pick off those those um, options, they'll, they'll take easy options to, to recover hostages wherever they can in, in separate military operations carried out by Israeli special forces who will no doubt already have infiltrated Gaza City. They'll, they'll want to know where the key Hamas headquarters command and control centers are, and they'll want to have a feel for what Hamas is, has done to prepare for an Israeli invasion because Hamas certainly knew that Israel would have to come back very hard against them after this. Once all that information is gathered, and the Israelis are very good at that, once all that information is gathered, then they will, they'll make a decision as to what the military invasion looks like. But it could, for example, look like taking over uh, residential areas block by block, fighting, there could be considerable fighting through residential areas, in order to remove Hamas fighters or com- command and control centers, or to attempt to secure areas so that hostage res- rescue can take place, but at, at this stage of the game, you know, is it going? Is it going to look like like the Russian invasion of Ukraine? The answer is is no. It it, it won't because the object the, the Israeli objective here isn't isn't to level Gaza City. The Israeli objective here is to neutralize Hamas as an effective. Uh, military organization that will take months if not years uh, but primarily it is it is to rescue um, the, the Israeli and other citizens who have been taken hostage so expect to see more and more uh, pinpoint strikes using using aviation and long-range artillery expect to see reports of certain small groups of, of hostages being released uh, as Israeli special forces find them and and, and are able to launch operations where, where it's permissible on the ground. But I think that ultimately what you will see, this is my speculation, is that Israel will attempt to put a cordon, put a, put a ring, a military, military ring of steel around the, the, the area of interest where they believe 
the, the the center of mass of of Hamas in terms of its military and command and control center sits, and also where the largest number of hostages sit. Once that cordon is in place, once that that secu- that, that, that 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 sort of secure perimeter is in place then they can start to operate within that perimeter. That, okay. that is what I suspect you'll see. Can you explain one thing to me in this, Duncan? Because you described Hamas having the foresight to expect the kind of retaliation that is now on the way. Hamas surely would have known that in, in doing this, they equip the Israelis for a propaganda war, that they bring upon themselves a, a, a massive retribution from one of the strongest militaries uh, in the world. What was the the hoped objective of Hamas? Therefore, well, there's some speculation, but let's let let's let's move through speculation and 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 put forward a theory, and that is that you know Israel's relationship with Egypt is strong. Israel is building a, a strong working relationship with the UAE. Israel is moving towards building a strong working relationship with Saudi Arabia. And, and you've got to look at this from the perspective of, of certain Palestinian mindsets. And that is that slowly and surely, Israel's building long-term, sustainable, diplomatic, business, and social ties with the main um, supporters of, of, of the Arab people in the region, which means that Israel as a state flourishes and it, and it, it starts to have a normal relationship with Arab states. This flies in the face of what the extreme element within the Palestinian political community want. They don't want Israel to succeed. They want Israel gone. So, you know, one of Hamas's main aims is, is the complete removal of Israel as, as a Jewish state. So when, so when you're looking at Israel normalizing it, its relationships with Saudi Arabia, for example, let's look at Saudi. Saudi has traditionally held the, held the ring in terms of supporting Palestinian human rights and providing support for, for Palestinians over the years, rightly so, and, and in many ways commendably so. But if you can drive a wedge between the current negotiations between Israel and Saudi Arabia for normalization of relations, you can prevent that from happening. As a strategic objective, you're doing two things. One is you're keeping Israel isolated from, the, from, main, from mainstream Arab nations. And two, you're preventing Saudi Arabia from having uh, Israel as a functioning ally in the region. And who benefits from that? Iran. Because Iran, who is the financial, the main financial and, and um, logistic backer of Hamas, is determined not to see Israel receive a, a normal uh, welcome from, from Saudi. Because you know, at this stage of the game, Iran's main opponent in the region is Saudi Arabia. And Iran's position on, on, on Israel is that Israel should cease to exist uh, as a Jewish state. So I think from, from, if you look at that from, in, in simple terms, the, the Iranian backers of Hamas do not want Israel to succeed in, in a normalization of relations with, with Arab states, and neither, and neither do Hamas. So consequently, if you can create a situation where Israel reacts so badly that it's killing thousands of, of Palestinian civilians, it will force Saudi Arabia's hand to condemn Israel's actions and delay, and delay this rapprochement for another couple of decades. That's, that's one theory, and I think it's a good working hypothesis. 
Duncan, thank you so much for that analysis. That's Duncan Bullivant, who is a former special advisor to the head of the Bosnia Peacekeeping Mission, part of the UK mission to Kosovo 99, now CEO of the Henderson Group, an international risk management advisory. Still to come on News Talk. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.